What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Ball Podcast. I am your host, Trill Bro Dude, and I did not expect to be sitting here with James Harden back on the Sixers, and everything is going normally so far. So far. So far, everything's been very normal, very regular, just very standard week for the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden obviously shows up to Colorado for training camp and does not cause a stink. Although if you were reading Woj's tweets leading up to that, you would think that he was about to perform a terrorist attack on the facility. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I will say this does have the feel of like when you get in a fight with your girlfriend and you're like, I'm going out. I'm going out. And then you like come home and she's like, how was your night out? Oh, nice. Nice. And then, and and, and, and just like things are normal, but like, you know, something bad. <laughs> like There's that. something lurking. Yeah. Something's been filed away somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you, There's like your, uh, your credit score, your social credit ranking has gone down. <laughs> what what evidence is James Harden currently sitting on is what we need to ask ourselves, folks. <laughs> what is he going? What is what he going to put out there in the, into the public? Luckily, he doesn't have internet, so we can't expose uh, Daryl Morey online. <laughs> Goes up to training camp, Daryl, the first time in training camp. He very clearly has his phone recording in his shirt pocket. So, Daryl, remember when we tampered and I didn't want to, and then you made me tamper? Do you remember that, Daryl? Remember you offered me that four-year max guarantee a year ago when I said explicitly, Daryl, we have to wait until next summer. (laughs) Those are the rules. I always play by the rules. (laughs) Daryl, do you remember that? That would be awesome. I I, I hope that's what he's working on. I hope that's what he's cooking. He's cooking up something, and I I have something that I want to run by you. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about our friends at Underdog Fantasy Sam, I got last week's picks wrong when we did them. So that means that you're going to have to come up with two here. And unfortunately, we can do Sunday games if you want, but I think it would be funnier to do it for Thursday Night Football, which is airing in a few hours. Um, Actually, you know what? This episode's going to go up on Friday. You could pick between any games that you would like. I'm not going to restrict you here because Thursday Night Football is a fucking nightmare of a game. It's the Commanders versus the Bears. (laughs) It's perfect. Um, no, I think I am going to do a Thursday night one. So right, we, have, we, we have a hire on Justin Fields yards. He only needs a yard that promotion. So we will be yeah, taking, we'll throw that, that in. We will obviously be throwing that in there. I want to see Jawan Dotson. Let's okay. take a look at Jawan Dotson on and the state commanders. legend. Jawan yep. Dotson. Let's go to his. Yep. I, I obviously love Jawan Dotson. Just kidding. He's on my all, but he's on two of my fantasy teams and he's garbage. He's terrible. So yeah, he hasn't had a great lower. season to start the year. The only touchdown he got was a fumble recovery in the end Oof. zone last week. Yeah, I know. That <laughs> was, <laughs> was brutal. So uh, we're going to go lower on his receiving yards. Our receiving yards. Okay. Yes, 42 yeah. and a half. Okay. Yes, 42 and a half. Even that's low. Trust me. He will be under that i was um, gonna say let's see what his stats are on the year because i don't know how many he's had 27 21 22 and 40 so he has not hit higher than uh 42 and a half not even it, really been close recently now, now it is the bears defense i will give them that but like yes. um you know that that but that's a fair one and then now uh, w- let's take a look at the bears what are we uh all right so we have the bear skill position players yeah. chase claypool not on here okay all right. not, not, not on here he has been sent home permanently 
Did okay, so no, I didn't see that. Is yeah, he, they, they're, they, so first off, they traded the 33rd pick in the draft for him last year. I remember that. And yeah. he's already, they're already sent him home. They're probably going to cut him or get a seventh round pick back for him in a trade. Jeez, so, that's yep. terrible. Yep. Um, let's go higher on DJ Moore's uh, receptions. For okay. That's a pretty, I, I feel like DJ Moore's been eating recently. So, um, you know. He ate in the first half last week. Yeah. Their whole offense was eaten in the first half. Uh, but yeah, no, he's had eight receptions. Yeah three receptions, six receptions, and two receptions. So good chance that he goes higher on that. So if you go on underdog today and you use that promo for half a yard, half a total yard from Justin Fields, you do higher on or lower on Jahan Dotson's receiving yards and higher on DJ Moore's receptions. Let's throw 10 bucks on that. You can win 60. So go on underdog today. Use the promo code slop. That's our promo code. It helps the program. You get a hundred dollar deposit match when you sign up. For underdog, they also have best ball for basketball, which we'll be doing a draft at some point. We did one for football. That's been a lot of fun. Bud has been uh, kicking our ass with Justin Fields as his quarterback, as Sam pointed out on Twitter the other day, just absolutely owning all of us. But it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy I enjoy following it every week. And the best part about fantasy on underdog is that you don't have to update your rosters it does it just picks the best players for you so uh sign up for underdog today use the promo code slop all of that good shit so all right sam we're back to the hardened news which is not much news at all it's it's honestly has not gone as i expected but i was sent this in the unoball discord i need to get your thoughts on it okay Someone sent this. I'll, I'll just keep them anonymous for now because this was a DM they sent me from someone else they got. Okay. What if, and I mean, what if Harden tried to separate himself from Maury knowing that he was touring China this year to appeal to China and all of this shit was an elaborate reuse to sell sneakers and the Sixers knew about all of it. And wine, by the way. He sold his own personal wine and made millions of dollars off of this in China. <laughs> I, I might go the other way. So so that's believable, okay? Well, what is but but let's remember that, you know, James Harden does have a history of becoming disenchanted, but then diving in with both feet to his new team. What is his new team? The Guangdong Tigers. That's go. So that is what he is actually right now. He is a Manchurian candidate. Part of the reason he's behaving so well at uh, camp right now and not causing a ruckus is because he is currently um, he's doing what I would call the first run through on Hitman, where you sort of learn the exits, you learn where the best part target everyone is, and he's um, right now he's going to do the uh, no detection, no stealth um, run on Daryl Morey. Suit only, uh, no detection run on Daryl Morey um, in so, at some time in the coming weeks. Before he can flee the country and, and yes. rightfully reside with his best friend, President G. I mean, yes. I said he should just show up to the facility wearing a President G shirt uh, and really send the message to mm -hmm. Daryl Morey. I, look, this conspiracy theory isn't, isn't the most insane thing in the world, but it is at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh I, I, if I were traveling to China and touring, I certainly wouldn't want a guy to be associated with a guy who is, uh, you know, known for protesting against their government. Uh, if I'm traveling the whole country trying to sell my wine and sneakers and and all that shit, making millions of dollars in the process, I I I just thought it was a great theory. Mm -hmm. um, the reality is that Harden wanted his money and. 
all of this has always been about money for Harden. Yeah. And part of the reason why he probably wanted that trade was because we knew that he would get a trade kicker in the deal that would get him like four to five million extra dollars if the Clippers or whoever traded for him will were willing to pay it. The on the record, the Sixers paid him 25% of his money of, of about a month, a little over like two or three months ago, I believe. They paid him 25% of his money before he showed up to training camp. He showed up to training camp, pulled a Costanza, acted like literally nothing happened. <laughs> oh, I'm here. It's fine. It's fine. Nothing has happened. But I have seen some other conspiracy theories floating around. One that I saw from someone in the Discord that I kind of liked was also <laughs> the fact that maybe Harden and his agent have realized with Maury's tactics of just never backing down, their best play here is to go in, act like Harden's happy, try to maybe make the team look good, make make thing, uh, everything appear like it's, you know, peachy keen, nothing really going on. And then the Clippers, if they get out to a slow start, will offer up real value for James Harden in a trade. And the Sixers might be open to doing one now that they've struck out on Drew Holiday. So this is, I'm glad you brought this up because this is something that was driving me a little bit insane when I was listening to Lowe and Beck um, <clears throat> on their podcast about like the Drew trade and the Damian Lillard trade um, earlier this week. Um, and they were saying, you know, in the context of, um, was Aaron Goodwin? Aaron Goodwin's his name. Right? Aaron Goodwin is his agent. Yeah. yeah. DeMar yeah. Rosen and Dame uh, Lillard's yeah. agent. They were saying in the context of Aaron Goodwin and like how antagonistic he made things like right out of the gate, um, you know, kind of destroying Portland's leverage, um, not giving Portland a chance to negotiate. And they were saying like, when you do that, you destroy the team's leverage and they can't get a good deal. Um, the thing is that players once you're done with a team they don't want you to have leverage this is the carmelo yeah. anthony thing like like because like you why would they want to make their the team they're going to be on worse exactly. why would they want to help you give up more you know like unless it is usually it's because there are young players or players that would be kind of rivals to playing time going back but like in the case of the miami heat all of their guys are important guys because they have no fucking good players. So like they, they, that was like never an issue and they kept like missing that portion of it. So that is why, so back to Harden and the Clippers. No, I, 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 you can't just brush over that. What? The Miami Heat who just made the finals for the second time in yes. four years have no good players. Yes, correct. Yes, okay. I don't understand why. To, we, I don't understand. Just wanted to confirm. To just that. wanted to confirm. You just uh, I don't understand why I had to go back to that. That should be evident. Um, the <laughs> but to go back to but to go to Harden though. The thing is, James Harden genuinely does not care. Yeah. He's not trying to win. So this actually works for him. He doesn't give a fuck if the Clippers have to give up everything as long as yeah. he gets paid and gets to um, you know shoot twenty times a game. So exactly. Like yeah. so, this is actually a great idea for him. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have to take the antagonistic path because his goals actually align perfectly. Like the more thin and shitty the Clippers are, the better it works out for him. The more over the more a barrel they are yeah. to yeah. give him money and to like give him reps, like on Paul reps, especially with like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard possibly leaving. So I think, I, I think it's a smart move by Harden actually to kind of play 
ball this way. And, you know, maybe he and Daryl connected and Daryl was like, look, man, you know, maybe Daryl got through to him and was like, I I lied to you. Yes. I'm an evil snake. However, this is your best move right now. So just work with me. I will eventually take care of you. You will get the money. I'm sorry. Our friendship had to go down this way. Just kidding. Daryl Morey doesn't believe in friendship, but um, you know, he, this is, I, I, I think that that is probably what's going on is that, you know, they realize there's really only one destination and luckily they can play this. There's no urgency now because the musical chairs has stopped and the Clippers don't have anything and neither do the Sixers. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of reason for both teams for them to get this done. So do you remember when Kevin Durant asked for a trade and wanted to go to a few teams? He had like Phoenix, Miami. He had like a handful of teams on his list. Mm-hmm. And there was a report that came out that was like Kevin Durant wants to go play for Miami, but he doesn't want them to trade Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin. <laughs> it was like yeah, right. the whole t- And it was before Tyler Hero could even legally be traded right. because of the poison pill. And everyone was like, well, they have to give up something. You're Kevin Durant. Right. I think I think the only player in the NBA that would care about what the team, the other team is sending back at a trade for mm-hmm. them is LeBron James. And the reason why I like from a legacy standpoint, like if LeBron were to get traded for not much, it would be a bad look. He's never been traded obviously. Cause he's too right. good to be traded. But if he were to get traded for like, you know, whatever the hardened package is right now, which is like Robert Covington, Marcus <laughs> Morris, right. uh, and a first round pick swap that they're willing to offer then LeBron might be like, wait, that's kind of a bad look. I'm the greatest player of the last 20 years. I might not want to get traded for that. But like you said, Harden doesn't care about legacy shit. He doesn't care about, I don't want to say he doesn't care about winning. I just don't think it's the number one priority to him. I think the number one priority to him is like, if we are to believe, I'm skeptical of the Stephen A. Smith thing that he said about uh, what Harden said to Ime Adoka, which was, he said he wanted to go back to Houston and win a scoring oh, title, which Stephen A. just cooks sometimes. You just got to let him cook. Yeah. But uh, but it does show you, I think that Harden's priorities are, I want to get, I want to get a ton of shots and I want to get paid and I want to, you know, potentially be, you know, the star that I once was and be looked at in that light. And if I get to do it while playing at home in LA and, great weather and a lot of nightlife, then even better. I'm closer to Vegas, all that shit. I don't think that he cares about what is coming back for him. And also like for who's on the team right now with the Clippers, there's not much they could send that will make their team worse. Like Mm -hmm. Terrence Mann is possibly the best player they could send back. And if you get James Harden, they're probably better than if they just keep Terrence Mann. So Long story short here is I think the draft capital is really the difference here. If they were willing to give up the, both of their first round picks, I, I even think the Sixers might not even care about getting Terrence Mann because I think that they will value expiring contracts because they want to have free agency next mm-hmm. year or or things to trade at the deadline. Uh, and picks and swaps, that doesn't even affect the Clippers on the court, really. Yeah. While you were talking, I just realized something because <clears> – <throat> There's a third team that was really fucked by all the Dame stuff and Fallout. Why is it? Why would Miami not call about James Harden? Why would uh, that boomer, not? boomer, boomer posturing? James Harden, Miami he, Heat culture guy. I mean, 
Look, they 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 had a Hassan Whiteside at one point in time. Like, I, it, yeah, but they 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 discovered Hassan Whiteside and then immediately shipped him out when they realized it was a bad idea. I mean, I guess, but like, also Hassan Whiteside was nowhere near as good as some. They had Dion Waiters, who they did bring in. They've had True. like Dion Waiters. Is they, a guy. They, they, they've had some like, you know, like they kind of trust their infrastructure. They will do challenge stuff like this to like you know trust their things. And the thing is you probably don't have to give up that much to get James Harden, you know, like if, well, compared to Damian Lillard, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like you don't, you could still have some ammo and you could maybe even possibly flip Harden if, you know, he doesn't fall off a cliff, you know, like in some of these, you know, if you want to target Embiid or, Giannis or Dame uh, after they uh, get swept in the conference finals here. Um, if you want to, any of those, any of those things, but I, I just think, yeah, like you could trade Tyler hero and like a pick or two um, and, or, uh, or even for Kyle Lowry, if Daryl would prefer that to keep the, you know, the cap space plan alive. And he would, you know, he would rather have Lowry in the picks. I don't think yeah. Maury doesn't trade for big contracts unless he's the one who like signed them. Like he like, like, and kind of to go back to your point, Tyler hero signing that extension might be more of a point in your favor in this argument, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, look, Tyler hero is a score first guy. Like he's Mm -hmm. like, it's not to say that he might not like fit heat culture, but he's definitely not like the guy. Mm -hmm. I think like Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler are very much like the prototypical heat culture guys. And and like Caleb Martin. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the point, that I do want to bring up here is I, they, they have flat out said, no, we don't want to do it. And we made fun of Barry Jackson, but I think that Barry Jackson had some insight on all this with the ownership that we've talked about. I don't think they're going to want to give Harden his next contract. Mm. And if they're saying we don't want to give up value to get Harden and then sign that contract, they just saw what happened with Kyle Lowry. Like, you know, Kyle Lowry was at my, in my opinion, at the time worked that contract. Like I thought he was yeah. 30 million a year easily. Yeah. And then he gets injured when he goes there, he ages out after, you know, they, he was really a great fit and a good, uh, you know, he wasn't declining, but he was still a really good player his first year with the heat. And now you're looking at a situation where like, they've talked about salary dumping him. They've talked about waving him. So I think that they're a little bit skittish when they feel like they have this opportunity when, you know, whoever the next star becomes available, whether it's, I personally think it's going to be done. I think a year from now, we're going to be sitting here and the nets and the heat are going to be both competing for Donovan Mitchell is my guess. And I also think that Daryl Morey would Daryl Morey trade. Like, I don't think that I think Daryl Morey is just a guy that's like, I'll take the best offer. I don't care where the guy goes. Right. Yeah. But trading him to Miami who already beat you in a playoff series infamously, you know, not before Daryl was there, but infamously stole one of your best players of the last all time, really, in Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, your front office allowed that. But long story short here, you're essentially making another, potentially making another team better in Miami, unless it's a, you know, a kamikaze mission. <laughs> and you're just sending James right. Harden there to kill the whole organization. That's true. That's true. I mean, that well, and, and I wouldn't put that past Daryl to be honest. Yeah, no, like, yeah. He kind of did that to the Nets with That's Ben Simmons. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like, like, so I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, but the thing is, I, I, I just, if I were the Heat, though, fuck, does that address a lot of your shit, though? Like, yeah. like, like you know, the same way, like, 
is James Harden like he's worse? Is he that much worse than Damian Lillard? Is he that much different and that much worse than Damian Lillard? Yeah, I mean, different deficiencies, I would say that much. I think Damian Lillard at this point in his career is a better offensive player than James Harden. Mm-hmm. And I think that some of Harden's defensive stuff has been overblown, whereas mm-hmm. the stuff with Dame is legitimate. Like, Dame can't help it. He's six foot two. And yeah. he's just like, like, like he'll try, but there's just like something. James Harden's strong as shit. Like, I don't think that Harden's defense was really a problem with the Sixers. In fact, no. there were games, you know, look, there's always going to be games in the regular season and in the playoffs when guys get targeted. But there were games where he was a legit positive on defense, and I can't say the same for someone like Damian Lillard. No. For what the Heat need at the higher levels, I would say Damian Lillard is a much better fit. Just it's in the same way that I think that with the Bucks, like I just think that a guy who can organize your offense, it's not to say that Harden can't, but he's Dame's fall off, his drop off in efficiency is not going to be quite as drastic as this version of James Harden, I, I think. I just think James Harden and Jimmy Butler are like two beautiful yin and yangs that like would just complement each other perfectly. Like James Harden just absolutely busting ass uh, in the regular season on like a, just on a night where Jimmy is hurt and sitting out. And then the second James Harden starts to eat shit in the playoffs, you just have Jimmy flip his fucking superhero switch. And yep. you know, you've got Bam backing them. I don't I would think about it if I were the heat you don't have to give up as much as you would have to for Damian Lillard. I think you would still have enough assets to still be in. And I, I don't know. I would kind of trust Eric Spolster. Like, I feel like Eric Spolster could figure that out. Like, who has been James Harden's, like, great coaches? Like, uh, Mike D'Antoni is, like, probably the best coach he's yes. ever had. Yeah, yeah and definitely. I, I don't know. Like, Dis- I, Disrespect to, to Scott Brooks, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evan know, like, McHale, like I don't know, it's it's not Steve a great Nash. list. It's the Steve Nash thing. So, <laughs> so we do have some minor breaking slot from Sam Amick. Who, look, I will I will trust Sam Amick over Sam Amico. I'm fa- I famously created the Amico equal good, Amico equal bad meme. Right. Sam Amick has been hit or miss though. He's been he's in the he's, he's in he's tier in he's tier two slop. He's sure. tier two slop. He's definitely no. a legitimate journalist and he's good at his job. Yeah. But there have been certain things that he has reported that haven't been even like remotely close to the truth. And there's also been times where he's been completely dead on. So this it's is like the Mark Stein level of, of slop. Yeah. I would say yeah. he's in that tier of, of slop guy. Yeah. So here is the breaking slop. It's not really much anything new, but um, this is from the NBA central tweeted it. Okay, uh, James Harden remains hopeful of joining the Clippers and the team is actively working to finalize a deal. The Clippers, league sources say, are going to great lengths to make it happen. League sources say the Clippers have been talking to several teams about uh, ways to move pick swaps for additional draft capital with the intention of bolstering their offer and getting a deal done. So it it feels as though this whole ploy of having James Harden come to trading camp might have put a little bit of pressure on the Clippers and maybe this conspiracy theory about his agent and Harden working together with the Sixers is not the worst thing in the world. Because if if the Clippers are still actively trying to improve their offer, I think missing out on Dame and Drew probably lifted the urgency a little bit. And as I've said before, 
I would like to get a nice like rotation player like Terrence Mann. But from what Jake Fisher was saying the other day, it sounds like Daryl Morey is more open to an offer where they get, uh, unlike the Ben Simmons situation, because Ben Simmons had so much time left on his his contract. It sounds like the Sixers are more open to getting, let's say, a legit first round pick and or two, let's say two first round picks, expiring salary, whatever, so that when maybe Zach Levine or Jeremy Grant or one of these guys could become available at the deadline, that they could have an offer for that guy or everything goes to shit. And uh, next offseason, they could still have their cap space plan, quote unquote. So I will say I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic that a deal gets done as opposed to the Simmons thing because Harden was or uh, Maury was dead set on getting an all star in return. But I'm still like, uh, let's see how all of this shakes out. Maury, once again, Maury doesn't care about any of this. He doesn't yeah. care. That's that's what's driven us so insane is that. He doesn't care about optics. He doesn't care about what people say in the media. He doesn't care if it's awkward between Harden and the team. He doesn't care about all this. Like he got along, like all the videos coming out, like everyone's talking, like nurses talking up Harden at camp. The teammates are talking up Harden at camp. Everything seems to be going swimmingly. Harden's beef is with the front office. So I think that they're willing to ride this out and make it awkward. And they're really banking on the Clippers getting off to a slow start. And honestly, with their track record, it's, maybe not the worst plan in the world. And I don't want to give Daryl Morey any credit, but with the Clippers track record of guys missing games and them being in the play in range the last few years, maybe he is banking on, uh, you know, them maybe starting off like five and 11 and getting desperate and throwing uh, a real offer at the Sixers instead of just, you know, salary filler and a pick swap. Yeah. I think we're, I think we will. I, I, I guess my thing is like, I'm very interested to see what the trades the Clippers are making to get picks back. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like what the Suns did. Remember, we were like, "What the fuck are the Suns doing?" Yeah, they're offering swaps mm-hmm. that have already been swapped. So it's like the second best of three picks, basically, for mm. five second round picks or whatever to like. Washington, the Washington Wizards, the Oklahoma City Thunder, or whoever. Uh-huh. There are teams that have a ton of draft picks that have OKC, Utah, and New Orleans come to mind of teams that just have draft picks. And one, won't be able to make all those picks. And two, a juicy, unprotected Clipper swap, like five or six years out, feels like it could have more value than like, yeah. a, like a lower... Uh, first round pick that like you own from like the Nuggets or the Celtics or whoever. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, and especially if it's like a second swap, who have they made trades with that's also gonna suck? Because I'm trying to think of like where the value would come. Because the other team has to be bad too, or you have to project to say, the other team yeah. to be bad. Yeah. Oklahoma City is gonna be good. Is the thing right. is that like their swaps that they did with Oklahoma City? I don't think they. I think the majority of the the Shigilders Alexander trade. Now I could be wrong here. I think the majority of the Shakeel's Alexander trade was not swaps. I think it was just straight up firsts because uh, they had so many. They had like six first round picks. I think they might have only done like two swaps maybe in that trade. And I think one of them might have already conveyed so or Mm. didn't convey. Uh, So you can uh, don't quote me on that. But if that is the case, 
then they might actually own a decent amount of their own swaps is what I'm trying to get at here. But my thing yeah. is, like, if you're the Sixers, wouldn't you rather just want to swap from the Clippers? That could be very valuable. Yeah. They I guess actually, you can't really flip that in another deal, though. I, I don't understand how this yeah. works. I think he can. They have one swap. Um, they only have one swap available? Sorry. No, 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 no. They, they only, they're sending one swap to OKC. Okay. For what yeah. year? Uh, 2025, yeah. I mean, so that's um, probably that, not. I think if I'm reading this right, though, if I'm reading this right, though, I think it might already be a double swap with like Houston involved in some capacity, oh, probably in the Eric Gordon trade or something, something like that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Kenyon Martin Jr. They got this summer. Maybe they threw a swap in there. That's actually really funny. Houston but yeah. then has the right to swap its pick or the Oklahoma City pick for Brooklyn's 2025 first round pick. Okay, so that might have been in the Harden pick or Harden trade. It's Brooklyn, Cleveland, Houston, Indiana. So that's the James Harden trade. Yes. Um, so God damn, this is, oh, yeah. we're going yeah. we're going down a, a swap hole yeah. right. Oh now. yeah, I was gonna say that 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 swap is 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 truly nasty. It's Rain so Rain. hard. You know what's so funny is I've been such a draft pervert for so long, and I use the real GM future drafts detail a lot because that's like a good. They keep track of like what's going on with everything. In the last like three years, that page has gotten so much more fucking insane than it ever used to be. Because it used to just be like, this pick goes there, this pick goes there. Now all of these have like a fucking three paragraphs about the journey that these picks have taken and the swaps and all the conditional shit on all of them. It's really, it's really fucked up. You're trying really to weird. you're trying to follow swaps like it's fucking inception. Like it's right. literally just layers on layers of reality that you're trying to yes, dive through. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah. So Ultimately, look, maybe a deal does get done. I'm not optimistic. I'm I'm here for it at this point. Uh, the we're gonna get into our power rankings during the Patreon part later, but you'll you'll get to know a little bit more on my feelings on where the Sixers rank as actual contenders when we talk about that. But if they aren't gonna be real contenders, which I'm very skeptical of in general, then might as well just make it as be the center of the NBA talk show universe for at least another month. Give me, give me something here because I know it drives me insane, but this, this hardened showing up and being normal. I was like, what the fuck? I expect, yeah. I expect this shit to pop off. Right. Maybe, maybe he does it in a game. Maybe he's saving it for right. preseason and just be like, Hey, this is what, this is what's coming. <laughs> this right. is what's coming down the line. But I, I don't think he's going to test anything that will fuck up his money. And honestly, smart smart of him. He, he shouldn't be fucking with anything that fucks with his money if his ultimate goal is to get paid here. So mm-hmm. that's that's it. Those are my thoughts on the James Harden stuff. Uh, I, I just thought it was funny that nothing ended up happening when we all anticipated, uh, you know, the Bing AI memes that everyone's been making of Harden uh, flying the planes into the tower. <laughs> <laughs> Woj, the way Woj was explaining it. Uh, so, <laughs> but everything's good. Everything's yeah. good in uh, yeah, Fort, Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh, uh, did you see that Woody Page stole my dad's joke? No, really? Okay, so a few nights ago on Twitter, uh-huh. I tweeted out a joke that my dad texted me. Uh-huh. He texted me, and I'll read. I'll read the the exact uh-huh. screenshot. That I and it blew up like it got like 
400,000 impressions or something. My dad was very proud yeah. of himself. Yeah. And he texted me and said, the Sixers are in Fort Collins, Colorado. That's as close as they'll get to the NBA trophy. <laughs> Fort Collins is right near Denver. Right. And so I tweet that and I get a DM from a person who is followed by Woody Page from mm. around the horn and a Denver guy. Mm. And he had retweeted my tweet, the guy who is followed by Woody Page, and mm -hmm. sent me an article from Woody Page that was the exact same joke as the headline, the closest that Embiid and the Sixers will get to the NBA trophy. And he published it an hour and a half after my dad sent that joke and my tweet blew up. That was the headline? It was the literal, if you clicked on it, it said, the closest that Embiid will get to the NBA trophy. Awesome. <laughs> He just plagiarized your dad in the fucking title. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then the whole article was about how the Sixers are basically frauds. I mean, he's not wrong. But uh, I just thought it was really funny. I t my dad was like, the guy from Around the Horn? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you technically work for ESPN's Around the Horn now. Yeah. I don't think he's on the show anymore. But yeah, he, should, he should get some money. No, I think – didn't, didn't he get canceled? He might have gotten canceled, Woody Page, if I'm uh, remembering right. correctly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right. not shocked yeah, if that's yeah, – yeah, yeah. if, if, if Woody Page was not canceled, I'm, uh, I, I have yeah. uh, cosmic madness. I was going to say, uh, uh, apologies to Woody Page if you haven't been canceled – Mm -hmm. I, you know, look, I know they tried to cancel our girl, Jackie Nick Mullen before um, <laughs> she had to retire. Bill Plaschke, who has been pounding the table for the Sixers to trade James Harden to the Clippers. And he also pounded the table for the Lakers to hire Doc Rivers away from us. He's been my guy. I hope he hasn't been canceled. But uh, all the around the horn. Around the horn was such an iconic part of like my like teenage years it was like the perfect after school slot to come home to and just watch around the horde and part of the interruption so that i, I just got a real kick out of that my dad was was very excited that how that how old do you think woody page is 78 he's that, old that was really good yeah see so 77 i don't know if i would have guessed that i probably would have yeah. guessed like 65 or something like that he's fucking old oh he God. seemed old when i watched around the horn like 15 20 years ago yeah i guess that's true as i was yeah. doing i was in high school watching around the horn we're so. just old now <laughs> yeah i guess it's just, yeah i'm old now fuck <laughs> <laughs> ah shit oh well uh, oh wow shams is co-reporting the amic stuff wow so the Harden so. Clippers, have, so they might want to get a deal done soon. Wow! If yeah. God damn it, Brian, wanna, uh, I'm not giving Daryl Morey any credit for driving me insane again. Yeah. He might have owned you. He might have owned you. I saw um, friend friend of the pod Brian Taporic re-upped that the old deal was from last time was just you know what salaries and uh, one first round pick, and we don't know if it was an actual pick or a swap. Okay. So, you know, like, and, and he, what he said was that the, what Brian was saying was that the Sixers valued Terrence Mann and multiple first round picks. So probably looking for something like that. Gotta Honestly, I've said it, build. I've said it before. I would use the, we really want Terrence Mann thing mm -hmm. to get more picks out of the yeah. Clippers. The problem is the Clippers don't have a ton of picks, but like, if they're so gung-ho on keeping Terrence Mann, I would be like, well, if you want to keep Terrence Mann, we need this, 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 and this. And, like, mm -hmm. the problem the whole time has been that the Clippers just don't have enough to do mm -hmm. that with. But 
I'm not walking. If I'm not getting Jared's man back, I'm not, I'm walking away with every piece of draft capital that I possibly can. Do you think Mori would just flip Terrence man? Yeah. Yeah. I think Terrence man's a really good player. I actually think that he could end up being a really nice, like fourth or fifth guy on a good team. Like the Sixers. I just don't think that he helps them right now. If their goal is to get a star for Harden, like if their goal is to get us, like I love Maxi, but he's probably not going to be the second guy on a title team next year. If their goal is to upgrade that second spot or at least solidify the third spot behind Maxi, I Terrence Mann just doesn't do that. He's like a fourth or fifth starter, and he's a really good fit on a lot of teams because he's a good point of attack defender. He can shoot, he can dribble a little bit, pass. Like he's a nice, good player, but I don't think that Daryl Morey is like dying for Terrence Mann. <laughs> I know. Uh... My friend, enemy of the pod, uh, Danger Card, just tweeted the funniest thing that could happen now. Trolling Woj- us again? No, he said if Woj tweeted that the Clippers have traded for Malcolm Brogdon. Fuck! He's trolling us. God damn it! <laughs> damn it, Danger Card. <laughs> I have to admit that would be very funny. That, that would be very funny. <laughs> but, um, Every time the Sixers get their hopes up, it's like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Malcolm Brogdon. That would be really funny. Although I, I, I want to bring up a point that you, before we wrap up the free section, mm-hmm. I want to bring up something that Chioto said to me a, like a week or two ago before all these trades went down. That was so funny. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what do you mean if they get Drew that Harden won't want to go to the Clippers anymore? He'll be like, they're building a super team. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> get me there, baby. They trade for Malcolm Brogdon. And he's like, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Another sh- another shooter that will spot up off the ball. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's why I just like I think like you know like this is this is why it is a wise move for Harden just because like look you don't give a shit about winning man like they will pay you like Steve yeah. Ballmer will always pay you so like yeah it it, it really is like win win so we'll see we'll see how this deal shakes out um very interesting though. It, it would be funny if we if we get another goddamn trade, dude. We're we're really getting this second second part of slop season. I I wouldn't expect it, knowing the history, but mm-hmm. um, but cer- certainly something to keep an eye on. If you want to continue to listen to this episode, we're gonna power rank all thirty NBA teams, and we're also gonna talk about Joel Embiid committing to play for Team USA in next summer's Olympics. So. Subscribe to the You Know Ball Patreon. The link is in the description. We'll be doing a lot more content on the NBA this season. We're going to be offering a lot of stuff. You also get access to the You Know Ball Discord in addition to these premium episodes and some other cool stuff. So check it out if you have not already and uh, enjoy the rest of this episode.